Hey everybody and welcome again to the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. My name is Mike Parker, the host of the show, and uh, I just want to wish everybody a safe and happy upcoming holiday season whenever you're tuning in here. Um, you know, if daylight savings is upon us, it's dark when you drive home from work, the, the deer are running everywhere across Pennsylvania, and uh, it's just nice to get home, you know, unwind, stop by the local Appalachian brew pub and uh, have a beer. So uh, with that, I am partaking this week of uh, uh, sampling, I'll say, of, of a couple of different things. One of, the, uh, one of the newer offerings here is the PA Cream Ale. Uh, a beer that we talked about with uh, the brewmaster Artie a few weeks ago. I'm just going to give that a sip. I'll tell you a little bit more about this beer a little bit later as we get into the show. Oh, nice. Light in color, flavorful, nice aroma. And to its left, one of my favorites, one of the flagship beers at ABC, the famous Jolly Scott. Mm. Malty, darker in color, flavorful. Drink it all year round, but this is the time of year when there's a little bit of a chill in the air that the Jolly Scott Scottish-style ale is definitely one of my personal favorites. All right, every time we have a podcast, we like to bring in an Appalachian Brewing Company personality that you may or may not be familiar with. And while we talk about the beer and the food and the soda, one of the things we don't talk about a whole lot or haven't had the chance to are the live events. Appalachian Brewing Company, the Abbey Bar at Appalachian Brewing Company over the past decade plus has been established as one of the premier live music events, special event venues in all of central Pennsylvania. And joining us right now is, well, let's just say the head mama in charge, the lady who makes it happen. Sarah Staub joins us. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how are you, Mike? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for having you here in this makeshift office of a studio <laughs> that we have here. Yeah, what a what a pleasure for you to be here with me. Um, listen, you're you're a uh, you're a member of the ABC family going way back. I want to say probably the first time I met you was our old buddy Jersey Mike used to meet up with Mike every once in a while, belly up to the bar and, and chat about stuff and. More than one time, because you know Mike would forget stuff. This is my business partner, Sarah Staub, he would say. So <laughs> I know Mike. I met Sarah several times already. But uh, it was it, great memories, you know, going going back so many years. Tell us, the name of your company is Greenbelt Events? That is correct. Okay. So when people see, like, the Appalachian Brewing Company newsletter or the website and it says Greenbelt Events, that's you. Tell us about your company, how it got started, and how you got affiliated with ABC. Well, we started uh, as a grassroots company back in the day. Jersey Mike and I were best friends, and we wanted to throw ourselves a birthday party. So all the way back in 2005, we threw a birthday party event here in February, and it was a big hit. And then I guess after that, the rest is history. We've been here ever since. (laughs) So you made an impression on the people that mattered, the... You know, Artie and, and Jack and, and Sean and everybody else who, you know, kind of pulled the strings in management. They said, well, these, these people uh, kind of know what they're doing. Maybe we should have them back and, and do some more stuff. I guess so, man. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a great run. It's hard to believe it's been almost 15 years that we've been here. So, All right. So that the Abbey Bar is, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, the Harrisburg Main Brewery and headquarters of ABC, 
uh, at 50 North Cameron Street. When you come in, you've got the, the, the brew pub, your traditional, you know, restaurant, uh, big bar, and, uh, you know, every type of beer and great food that you can imagine. But upstairs, it's kind of like, you might have been there once or twice. Like, people might people might have popped in, oh, we had our company Christmas party, or my, my husband or my wife might have had their company Christmas party, or I got invited as a, a friend. Those are the best ones, right? You know, and you just come in, there's, this is this amazing venue on the second floor, and you've got the same thing, you know, this, this, this beautiful, restored, sort of industrial-looking, you know, space with all sorts of wood and <laughs> big bar and glass looking over the brewery from the second floor. And then there's a cool, st- there's a stage there. So let's talk about it from a, from a space standpoint. What kind of capacity does the Abbey Bar have? How big of a show can you actually put on? So, uh, we have both the Abbey Bar space and the back gallery. Uh, Both spaces combined, we can fit about 500 people. So, we've had some large nationally touring acts that have come through over the years. And, yeah, we've we've packed the place with 500 people. It's a great space. So, it is a great space because if if, if you're a band that is sort of still gaining a following, but can, you know, pack the local crowd from, from the region... It's sort of one of those places where you you feel like a big deal because having 500 people in an awesome place, you know, jamming out is a great place to be. At the same time, if you bring in some of those nationally touring acts, uh, you know, especially people who have been at, in bigger venues and, and, and even stadiums and stuff like that, some of the, some of the names that come to my mind, like I remember John Popper from Blues Traveler being here a few years ago. You know, it's a really intimate setting, and that's in that respect to see somebody perform in the Abbey Bar. So talk about the type of people that you're uh, attracting and the type of acts that you're drawing in. Does it sort of run the gamut or is there is there a niche that you kind of fill? Well, we really focus on live original music. So in our area, we have a lot of cover bands and stuff, but we really like to focus on bands that are making their own music, anything from bluegrass, rock. We do a little bit of country but we like to get all the genres in there. You know, we've we've had some of the bigger acts that we've had over the years include the Lumineers, mm-hmm. Rusted Root. Every year we have the Clarks from Pittsburgh. So we get a large variety of both regional and nationally touring acts, and it's 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 really something special. And I get turned on to some of these some of these musicians too that that stop through. Man, a couple of the bands that I've started listening to over the years because. I, I learned about them you know, through ABC, certainly. Um, Spiritual Res, always thought that they were really cool. Bad Fish, which is basically, since, you know, unfortunately, Sublime in its original form doesn't exist anymore. They're sort of like, it's almost like seeing Sublime. I mean, Absolutely. They're, they're, um, they're amazing. And then there's, uh, remind me of the of the name, but it's the Reverend... Uh, Reverend Payton's Big Damn oh Band. Oh my gosh, right. Reverend Payton's Big Damn Band. Another sort of regular, like maybe once or twice a year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that, and, and the energy they bring. But honestly, if you stop in and you sort of just challenge yourself to explore a new style of music, something that you haven't experienced live before, it's kind of a a low pressure setting to do that because at least I know I'm going to love the beer <laughs> and then I can sort of ease my way into whatever's going to you know be on, on stage that night but I've never had a bad time kind of sampling a new act at, uh, in this venue so 
Uh, if you want to find out who's playing on the list monthly, you know, weekly, things, some, some shows are booked out like a year in advance. Some are sort of, you know, a couple of months, and some, are, some end up being last minute based on availability. Where can we go, Sarah, to find out who's, who's coming to ABC? Uh, you can go to www.greenbeltevents.com, or, of course, you can go to abcbrew.com. Check out the website and buy some tickets in advance and save some money. All right, so when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about a way that you can save some money to, uh, to be one of the regulars. You don't have to just buy one show. You know, you, hey, look, there's amusement parks that people are buying season passes to so that they can go multiple times. It makes a lot of sense if you're a fan of roller coasters in that respect. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, music, we got a great deal for you to tell you about, too, how you can, how you can uh, hook yourself up with um, basically unlimited shows for the year. And we'll be right back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. Are you hungry? Because we can hook you up at Appalachian Brewing Company. Visit any one of the brew pubs. Go to abcbrew.com to find the location nearest you. Now, uh, in November, we launched a couple of new menu items that will warm your soul. First up, chicken and waffles, a traditional Pennsylvania Dutch dish, roasted chicken and vegetables and gravy on top of house-made golden malted waffles. I absolutely love it. It is my new favorite go-to item at ABC. I also like the hiker's stew. It's a hearty stew. It's full of beef and vegetables with the perfect amount of seasoning for the season. Just a great way to sort of welcome in that cold Pennsylvania air. Lastly, we added the bourbon glazed salmon, which uses our very own ABC craft bourbon in a sweet glaze to finish a perfectly cooked salmon filet. You can check out the full menu from your local Appalachian Brewing Company, plus the daily specials and weekly specials, and uh, seasonal specials, including, you know, like the Oktoberfest menu and Irish Fest, all those fun things. Just go to abcbrew.com and check out the menu for yourself. All right, insert the rooster sound effect right here because it's just a, a funny side story here. Is we're back with Sarah Staub, Mike Parker here on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. I was a news reporter, you know, in a previous life, and Sarah was uh, almost one of my willing victims. <laughs> she just reminded me. She's like, I haven't hung out with you this much in a while, but one time you asked me to do a story on like raising chickens. So you have some chickens at the yeah, house? Yeah, um, I'm a part-time chicken farmer. <laughs> no, uh, I do have about. You know, 10, 12 chickens uh, in my backyard. So by 10 to 12, you mean 30 to 40? (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to decrease my numbers over the years. (laughs) Two have died of natural causes. Definitely not my fault. All right. So you let them live a long, spoiled chicken life at the house. Yeah, they do. They're they're so... uh, They they lay a bunch of eggs, but we do not eat our chickens. They're our pets. Well, it's a natural transition because we... I asked you earlier about some questions... You know, like, what are some of the craziest things that have, you know, happened? What are some of the cool behind-the-scenes stories from when you've, you know, hosted shows here at uh, the Abbey Bar at Appalachian Brewing Company? And you said, well, a lot of the bands ask if they can stay at my house. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, way back in the day, I used to be a lot nicer or more willing to uh, stay up late, late at night. I now have a six-month-old baby, so... Um, you know, having late night parties is not so really the drummers and the bass players need to stay out. <laughs> but back in the day, I've had a lot of uh, regionally and nationally touring bands ask to stay at my house. Uh, a memorable one, uh, March Fourth Marching Band, who we've had many times over the years. Um, they're a twenty-five person band, oh. and they asked to stay at my house. Wow! And for some reason, I said yes. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a great late night party. But for years, uh, my neighbors were always asking me why I had giant tour buses parked in front of my house. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, I've had some really fun parties, uh, but the recent years, I've, I've tried to cut back a little bit. I've been so. so like as like the booker, you know, the, the promoter. You actually, I mean, you get to you. We see these people as like, oh my gosh, if I could only be like a, a rock star, yeah. you know. And you're like, yeah, they're pretty normal people, <laughs> and they like to save money on hotels too. So they're totally sometimes. Well, I like to save money too. <laughs> a lot of times, if it's a nationally touring ba- uh, band, they'll ask you to yeah. buy them hotels rooms on the rider. Mm-hmm. So. The rider. That's, yes, the so, rider. Okay. That's, that's that's the special place where they ask for green M&Ms and all the fun things. That's Britney Spears saying, I need, uh, you know, four cases of Perrier. And, like, why would you need four cases? I mean, right. I'm just saying, but it's almost like, look, how, how much do you want me to come? Because if you're not willing <laughs> to meet this little list of craziness. So what what's one or two of the craziest items you've seen? You don't have to name names, but it's okay if you do. But you don't have to. What are some of the cool things you've seen? Yeah, uh, I'm not going to name names on this one, but uh, one of our artists who comes regularly always asks for ammunition on their rider. Like, like, and at first I was like, oh, you know, like to, to shoot me after bullets? something goes, bullets, yeah, to, you know. <laughs> okay. I, I assume that if something goes wrong, but no, he really is just a hunter. And uh, okay. he also asks what the best streams are in the area. I know he goes fly fishing. I've oh sent him gosh, to the Yellow Beaches and Clark's Creek. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Next time he's in town, I can't you go, can go fly wait fishing. Wait to go fishing with Billy Joel. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> anything else like like food wise? I mean, do, do people insist? I mean, I'm sure we feed them right. when they come here since it is a there's a mm-hmm. restaurant downstairs. But like, does anyone say, yeah, uh, you know, I, I have a, a real special request? I mean, we definitely have you know some strict vegans and other dietary concerns, but. Usually they're more interested in their three bottles of tequila, you know, yeah, a bottle right. of wine or whatever other alcoholic beverages are on their rider. And and so what happens, because I was always wondering, I mean, you said you like to save money and like, <laughs> you know, you can't be, so like all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, well, this guy wants like a thousand dollars worth of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm not making numbers up, but it like, this guy wants a thousand dollars worth of stuff and I'm, I'm maybe going to make two thousand dollars on this show. So all of a sudden this isn't worth it. Like, do you, do you ever get to the point where you can say no to riders, or do they, are they, these people pretty strict? Absolutely, and this is my little uh, talent buyer trick, <laughs> but yeah, when you get that contract and it's got a several page rider with, you know, a thousand dollars worth of stuff, uh, we just strike the rider and write per advance, and then you advance with the tour manager and they tell you all the special things that are really important to them, Okay, and that does save money. And I guess a lot of times it's just about a comfort level, too. Like, we can't just, we can't just... I, I'm not someone who can diagnose someone as, you know, clinically crazy or something, mm-hmm. if that's a term. But, you know, I imagine if you're sort of living on a tour bus and going town to town, you know, that little backstage area uh, behind the curtain or the little office that you get to use or whatever, wherever there is in the, in the new venue, it's sort of nice to have the familiar stuff. So, look, if I, if I like to drink a six-pack of, you know, root beer and fifth of tequila and uh, 120 green M&M's, and it makes me feel better and makes it feel like home. I guess I guess you got to understand that, right? Yeah. Well, I soon came to realize that they actually pack up all the stuff that I get them and take it onto their tour bus for road snacks. I did not know that right. for a little while. And then I was like, oh, they don't really eat peanut butter and jelly and a whole case of clementines, you know, <laughs> while they're backstage. 
they they take it on the bus with them That's and interesting. then they have snacks and it may just be their version of shopping because yeah, they exactly because they don't have time so if you <laughs> yep. can just get I me send in. my intern it just gets passed down the line you know <laughs> right. awesome awesome stories thank you Sarah for sharing some of that behind the scenes stuff it seems crazy you know but it's it's just the life of uh, of a local uh, you know music booker it's so cool thanks thank you for sharing that here on the podcast all right when we come back we're gonna wrap things up with Sarah Staub on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. So you're a beer drinker. We've established that. You're listening to a podcast about a craft brewery. So uh, there's that. Maybe you like soda, too. You know, Appalachian root beer, white birch beer, ginger beer. They're all great drinks. But maybe you like a little hard edge every once in a while. You like a mix or something you can make up on your own. One of your favorite, like a... You want to invite your old buddy Tom Collins over, right? Or uh, I don't know, what's another one? Uh, I want to go to. I want to have a Manhattan, or um, I don't know, just a, a vodka and cranberry. That's my drink, Mike. Mm, that's all the stuff that you want. Well, Appalachian Brewing Company would like to let you know about our line of Appalachian craft spirits. We've got the bourbon whiskey, the rum, the gin, the vodka, vanilla vodka, and lemon flavored vodka varieties. That you can find just by visiting all of your Appalachian Brewing Company brew pub locations. So next time you come in to check out a show or have a meal and you'd like a cocktail with uh, your experience here at Appalachian Brewing Company, check out one of the drinks made with our fine handcrafted varieties of Appalachian craft spirits. All right, we're back here with Sarah Staub, founder of Green Belt Events a booking agent here at the Abbey Bar at Appalachian Brewing Company, one of Central PA's premier live music and special events venues. Sarah, there's some of those uh, you know acts that just pop up at the last minute, like hey, they're available. We've got an open date. They come here. Other events are scheduled, you know, weeks or months in advance. And and you can go to abcbrew.com or greenbeltevents.com to find out the latest schedule. Well, let's talk about some of those events that are sort of like annuals, you know, things that you can kind of set your clock to. What events do we just know are going to be here every season at ABC? Well, we really try and uh, celebrate the holidays here at Appalachian Brewing Company. We just had a fantastic Halloween party with the Dirty Sweet. Uh, we've had them in the past. They're a fantastic local funk band. Um, around the holidays, around Christmas time, we always have Start Making Sense. They're an amazing Talking Heads right. tribute band. They normally sell out the room. Then in the new year, around February, we have Millennium Music Conference. That is a three-day free event. Lots of free music throughout the evening. This year, they're doing it at the Hilton downtown. Uh, There's workshops and conferences throughout the day, and it's just a really great way to learn more about the music industry. In May, we do an anniversary fest every year. That's another free show. Uh, We just had Marco Benevento this past May. I believe it was a sold-out show. I was in the hospital having a baby, but I heard it was great. What else? Yeah, we just have those bands that come through every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Clarks scheduled again for usually around April. They come every nice. year. Yeah. Awesome. Also, any bands that you had here at the venue you know, before they were stars that made it big? We've definitely had some Grammy Award winners here. Some of the bands that we've had right before they broke and and got really big we had the lumineers right, right. uh we've had the hold steady several times oh, yeah. uh jay roddy walston and the business is also getting really big 
And then we've had those bands that have played Red Rocks after they've, you know, played mm-hmm. here. Turquoise, the Wood Brothers, uh, Rusted Root, just to name a few. Right, so. right. So it's, it's awesome. So you want to check out some of the best live music that you can find in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, an easy place to get to by all, you know, accounts from any corner of, of the state and our, and our neighboring places like, you know, Jersey and Maryland. It's just a, it's a, it's a venue worth coming to. Uh, Appalachian Brewing Company, a place worth visiting, no matter which one is closest to you. We thank you for tuning in this week to the podcast. I want to thank my special guest, founder of Greenbelt Events, Sarah Staub. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening once again. Uh, It's been my pleasure. We'll uh, look forward to the holiday season ahead. Be safe, have fun, and we'll see you next time on the Appalachian Brewing Company Podcast.